Hey, everyone. Before we get into the show, just remember, take care of yourself and be conscious. This is the end of BoJack. Everything is bad and awful. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to clip that and put it at the beginning of every episode. Honestly, do it. everyone and welcome back to Bojack Horse Pod, the Bojack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season 6, episode 13 of Bojack Horseman, The Horny Unicorn. My name is Kirsten McKinnis and I'm joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm doing well. I do want to apologize to our listeners off the top that I have my window open and it is like right by my microphone, but I will surely die if I close it. So I think that it's fine. And if any of them have a problem with you feeling comfort, (laughs) they're banned from the podcast anyways. Fair enough. I mean, we're getting to the end. This is where the wheels are going to fall off. I'm just like not going to edit out the background noise. I'm going to have an open window by a microphone. Yeah, we, we started strong and we said, let's finish poorly um, yeah <laughs> end of the series is for the only for the real ones you know don't worry i still think you're a sophisticated adult and a friend so good, it should be good. good i appreciate that good how are you i am good i'm sleepy recovered from you know covid but still not good in the brain um, lingering turns out that covid brain is real and also so is getting really tired after you've had covid so like who knew <laughs> who knew i went for like a seven and a half kilometer walk the a couple of days ago not on purpose so I, I didn't think it would be that far i thought we would do like maybe a cheeky 4k walk mm-hmm. we ended up going seven and a half and that was on monday it is now wednesday and like my body is sore from a walk yeah. Did you were you just like going to a location and didn't realize it was as far away as it was? What happened? Oh no, I was I was going on a walk with a friend and we were just talking and then ended up way further than I thought we would go. Hmm. Fair enough. I always Google how far a location is, Lindsay. I'm never caught <laughs> off guard with how far a location is. Oh my god. Uh, well, do you think people want to know what time it is right now? I'm sure they do. I know Brian Scally wants to know. <laughs> he always does. <laughs> <laughs> What time is it? Th- thanks, Gally. <laughs> it is Wednesday, June 8th, 2022. The Pacific Time Zone, it is 5.03 p.m. In New York, it is 8.03 p.m. In London, it is 1.03 a.m. on Thursday, June 9th. And in Hong Kong, it is also Thursday, June 9th at 8.03 a.m. We uh, Wild how it's always 12 hours ahead of <laughs> New York, you know? You really got to mm-hmm. lock it in. You do. You really do. Really makes you think. (laughs) (laughs) Really, time zones. Really makes you think. (laughs) But don't despair because this holiday, this not holiday, this podcast will come on (laughs) June 28th, 2022, baby. And we've got some holidays for you. (laughs) So funny every time. So there's only a couple of holidays today, Lindsay. Oh, nothing at the end of the month? Not a whole lot on June 28th. It is Insurance Awareness Day. Just so check and see if you have coverage or if you don't have insurance, get insurance. It's really important. I think it's a legal requirement to have a car or like own a home. But also if you're a renter, get renter's insurance. It's only like twenty-five dollars a month and it's pretty key. 
<laughs> it was required for my apartment. Most apartments require it, but, like, they'll see the proof and then they have no way of knowing if you keep it. So, like, a lot of people will buy it and then just cancel it afterwards. And I have, working in property management firsthand, seen the catastrophe that happens when you cancel your tenant's insurance and then something happens and you try to, like, get insurance and, like, trick the system. And it's not good, just so you know. Wow. Didn't even occur to me that people might do that, but I could see it. Well, yeah, because I feel like you understand the benefits of insurance, but some people (laughs) are just like, I don't need this. I'll never have a catastrophe. And then like, (laughs) let's say hypothetical example, their sewage backs up into their basement and they have Mm. a lot more stuff stored in their basement, even though their lease specifically says you can't store stuff in your basement. And then they get the raw sewage all over all of the things in their house so much so that we legally couldn't release their property to them. And then also they didn't have insurance and had lost everything. Wow. I was going to say this sounds like a very specific example. But Hypothetical, <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah, not great. Not great. Also, my boyfriend's house burned down in December and insurance was a big help. Yeah, right. True. And I am famously a one big rule follower and I love insurance. So I've had it even when I didn't have to. (laughs) Yeah, I've had tenants insurance forever. Like it just doesn't make sense to me not to have it. It's so inexpensive. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I got tenants insurance, I was like, they were asking me all these questions about like, how much would you estimate you have in jewelry? And I was like, zero dollars. And they were like, how much art do you have? And I was like, zero dollars like I have nothing valuable just give me the minimum you're like listen I have a couch (laughs) I have a bed I have a television I don't have thirty thousand dollars worth of belongings please stop asking (laughs) yeah thirty thousand dollars worth of paintings yeah not so much fine art fine art indeed okay June 28th is also international body piercing day I've never had any body piercings just ears yeah sounds all right it's international caps lock day disavow i i'm more likely to do all lowercase than all uppercase tbh Mm. yeah it's national tapioca day i feel like you are hard out on tapioca yeah it's not for me but i also feel like there's like some stuff like i feel like having tapioca in something does not like immediately disqualify it because like there is like stuff could be made with like tapioca flour and stuff Fair. I was thinking um, about tapioca pudding, I guess. But yeah, ta- tapioca, ta- tapioca, <laughs> tapioca pudding, hard out. The tapioca pearls, hard out. But I mean, it's not like immediately like no. Yeah, I'm fine with both of those things, but not not my fave. It's Paul Bunyan Day. Okay, I know almost nothing about Paul Bunyan. He's got the ox. He's got an axe. He's got a blue ox. He's a giant yeah. lumberjack. I used to really love. Paul Bunyan. I know the ox is named Babe. Yeah. And it's a blue. (laughs) He's just a giant lumberjack. He wears plaid. He goes around cutting down trees. And he created the Great Lakes to give his ox a place to drink with his feet. I didn't know that. Allegedly, he formed the Grand Canyon by dragging his axe. Made Mount Hood by piling up stones to extinguish a campfire cleared North and South Dakota for farming, and could eat 50 pancakes a minute. A minute? He's a giant! Apparently. He was 
so giant that his footsteps create like created the Great Lakes. Yeah, famously very big. I guess the ten thousand lakes in Minnesota are f- babes' footprints. Hmm. Much smaller feet. Much smaller feet. Much smaller lakes, <laughs> but a lot of them. All right. Good. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think Paul Bunyan's cool as hell. I feel like that was like a good lesson in Paul Bunyan. And you know what? I think we all need to take the time and energy to honor him. <laughs> it's also Tau Day, which is a mathematical thing. And it is the measurement of the ratio of a circle's circumference to its radius. So I think that it's just 2 pi. 2 pi is Tau. All right. I didn't know that. Math math wow we're so smart and pretty (laughs) we're so smart. well okay so in 2010 here's the thing so in 2010 michael hartle published the tau manifesto which stood behind the like original theories of like pi is wrong and that you shouldn't use it because it doesn't make sense to use not a single number and so then michael hartle expanded on the ideas saying that pi is a confusing and unnatural choice for a circle constant tau is a better way to describe the relationship and then he created tau day so obviously like 3.14 etc is pi <laughs> so 6.28 is tau there you go the more you know the more you know wow you can celebrate by eating something circular like a pizza or a pie I don't understand why it would be a debate. Like, you could just use tau (laughs) instead of two pi, but, like, sometimes you need pi, so, like, why can't we have both? Yeah, this seems like it's not that important. Oh, now you've got the math bros (laughs) angry with us. Bring it on. (laughs) The horny unicorn. Yes, what a title. It's truly incredible. I had no recollection of what this was going to be about, and I should add, so... Hazel was here this weekend, just to put this in a time and place. We really nailed our guess of what was going to have happened that weekend. I Had mean, a great time. you made a very specific and unlikely guess. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, yes. So she was like, I haven't watched BoJack since the end of season three. So she watched the last four episodes of the series with me. So I've now watched the all of the remaining episodes. And I had no recollection of what this one was going to be. But yeah, it's a good one. What do you think? I think it's a good episode. Famously, I had already watched this episode before we recorded our last podcast. I watched it again. Well, actually, so I watched the rest of BoJack, and then I watched this episode again to prepare. Look at you. A couple episodes were almost to the end. I just, like, couldn't really remember everything and wanted to refresh myself. Mm Mm-hmm. And this it's a fun episode, you know? It has all of the great things that BoJack does. It has... Uh, humor it has heart it breaks your heart like it's got everything yeah yeah classic bojack yeah i was thinking i was still editing the episode from last week and i've already watched the episodes for next week so i was like am i gonna be able to keep all this straight but i think we're fine i think i can handle it well i mean it just is your journalistic integrity so maybe (laughs) consider that Yes, indeed. So, okay, so I love the open to this episode. So Bojack is driving. He's calling Hollyhock. He's like, you haven't answered my call. And, like, everyone who sees him is just, like, giving him the absolute dirty looks. We we find out that it's been three months since the second interview. He has settled a wrongful death suit with Sarah Lynn's family for $5 million. 
He's not going to be returning as a professor. And he goes to order a burrito and the employees literally are just like, oh yeah, we muted it. And are just talking about him the whole time. Yeah, he keeps trying to interrupt to be like, I can hear you through this like whatever drive through box thing. And they're like, oh man, that guy seems like a real psychopath. And he, he was on the cover of Most Hatted Men, which I think it was is Most Hated Men. It was a newsboy hats. cap. <laughs> I love how so good. Bojack gets to the window and like they throw the burrito burrito at him and he like tosses the cash and like mm-hmm. they do a really funny animation of Bojack looking f- like angry and so yeah. I, I really really liked um, that and then someone throws their milkshake across his windshield when they see it's him like he is very hated. Yeah, it's a good intro. I think they do a good job of just like highlighting all of the backlash and we get a very quick recap of the last three months of like. The settlement and all of this. And it's like, this has obviously not been an easy three months. Lots been going on since then. Well, this is what happens when people find out bad things that you've done. Yeah. I do like to see that there's some accountability in this wrongful death suit. I think that that's important. Yeah. Like, I'm honestly surprised that they didn't end up with some sort of criminal proceedings as well. Like, obviously, there's no argument for murder whatsoever, not sure if there's an there could be an argument for manslaughter though because like he unintentionally contributed or at least like accidental death or something like there's definitely like could sort of like criminal negligence or something yeah something like that like there could have for sure been criminal charges pressed like he definitely really messed up like leaving the scene of an accident i know it's normally like a car accident but like Mm -hmm. The fact that he yeah. left and then left. Like, there's there's for sure some criminal stuff going on there. I'm not a lawyer, so I can't say for sure yeah. what, but, like... Sounds like there was probably something kind of behind closed doors with Sarah Lynn's family of, like, let's avoid taking this to court. Let's just settle something. Yeah, that could be it. I could see... I don't know, but, like... I know in the States, a lot matters of if, like, a victim or complainant wants to press charges versus mm-hmm. Canada, where, like, it's not the person pressing charges. It's, like, the Crown presses charges. But yeah, I'm not sure. Anyways, I'm not sure. But I feel like he could be liable for some criminal charges as well in addition to wrongful death. Though I do know that the it's like less stringent to get a wrongful death suit rather than like a criminal proceeding would be. Like yeah. sometimes people lose wrongful death suits and then don't get convicted of murder. Right. Anyways, so back at Vim, Todd wants to expand his reach He has mastered taking care of one baby, and he wants to take care of all the babies at Vim. They can do a daycare for office employees. And Maude comes in doing, like, a very funny bit of, like, I'm not Maude. I'm Maude's twin sister. (laughs) I'd be delighted to accept a job here. What daycare services do you offer? Like, has this ever happened to you? Classic Todd shenanigans, and then Maude, very funny, fits right in. I love them together. Mm -hmm. Me too, so much that she's just so game to do this and then does her thing of like, it's me, Maude. Like, I don't have a twin sister. It also feels very Todd. Yes, it's just, it's perfect. And so Judah makes the very astute point that it could be a tax loophole by offering the daycare. So Todd's hired and Mm -hmm. Princess Carolyn's like, oh, awesome, Todd. We can carpool. And Todd's like, no, we can't because I am moving in with Maude. We got our own place. Yes, and they're happy about this. So Great. it took them, it, they took like three months to find a place and get a good place, and I respect that. Yeah, true. I didn't even think about that. I was just like, yeah, they just moved in. But you're right, yeah. Three months, that seems about right. That sounds they reasonable. took their time and found a place they liked. And, 
It looks like a great apartment. Yeah. Yeah, it does. But they don't have any stuff. (laughs) Yeah, they each have one bag. Yeah. (laughs) Which, like, I get Todd's been essentially homeless for 10 years, but Mm. Maude was living at home. Like, surely she could have taken some things. Like, maybe not furniture, but, like, personal affects. Yeah, seems like she wasn't very attached to anything. A minimalist. Yes. I respect it. At birthday dad... Mr. Peanut Butter is really struggling because he is lonely in his big house after Pickles left. Yeah, he talks about how he likes to be in the caretaker role and he likes to have someone to take care of and make them feel special and his house is just so big and empty and he's lonely. He doesn't know what to do. He is sad dog. Says that he talks to his doctor and the doctor's like, oh, well, I like to look at the sad dog meme when I'm sad. He's like, but I am sad dog. So, I mean, it works on multiple levels. It really does. We see Bojack again at an AA meeting where, like, literally, no one wants to hear from him. No one cares what he has to say. He literally is like, wow, tough crowd. Like, this AA meeting is a tough room. Like, seriously? (laughs) Because, like, I mean, the whole thing about AA is that you're, like, trying to get better and everyone has done, like, horrible things. But he's just so universally hated after his interview, which I guess also makes sense because he literally was like, well, Sharon is an addict. You can't trust anything she says. So, like, I can see why everyone at AA would very personally feel offended by BoJack. But also, like, you'd think they would understand that he is an addict saying that who said things that are not right. Yeah, I wonder if they feel like he violated kind of the first rule where he is like, I guess he didn't say I saw her at AA, but like, I don't know, he said stuff about her that he shouldn't have said. And I feel like there's probably some people who are mad about that. And then also just everyone is mad at what he actually did to Sarah Lynn. Like, it's just all a whole combination of things. Yeah. People are being very mean to him. He, He really messed up and people are being mean to him as a result. I just do think he makes a point when he's like, oh... Even in AA, like, everyone is being, like, mean to me. Totally. Yeah, you'd think this would be kind of the one place where he could feel safe from that, and it's not. Yeah, like, the one place where he could really explain why he said the things he said and, like, move past it. But no, nobody is willing to be his sponsor, except Vance Wagner is back. Yeah, I couldn't even remember what the episode was with the forgivies. I think that's the last time we saw him, right? I Yeah, that's the, I'm pretty sure the only time we saw him. Bojack the Feminist. Right, yes. Mm-hmm. So it's been a minute. Yeah. I was watching this episode, as I said, with Hazel, and she hadn't encountered Vance Wagoner before in her watch. And she was like, this guy sucks. And I was like, yes, that is his one trait. That's the only thing we know about him, yes. But he is willing to be BoJack's sponsor. He's the only person who is willing to take a chance on him. He says he's been in the same position as BoJack with everyone abandoning him. And he's like, here's my phone number. Which, like, has ever did everyone abandon Vance Wagner? Because I feel like he was constantly getting forgiven, and that was kind of the whole thing. Yeah, I think that was the whole idea. I don't know. Maybe he's feeling like he didn't get most recently forgiven. I don't know. But, yeah, it it feels not entirely genuine. It doesn't feel good, but I can also – they've built this up so well in only a couple of minutes that – I can understand why Bojack would be attracted to this. Yeah. I don't think it's advisable, 
but I can see why he would, you know, he's reaching for anything at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a very destructive pairing, but he's also like, this is the only person that's reaching out to me. And also I I can see it being appealing, being like, well, this is someone who has experience with doing bad things and people forgave him eventually. So maybe he's right. Maybe I can learn something from having this person around. Ugh. No, you can't learn anything from Vans Wagner. (laughs) Yes, don't take any lessons from him. No, no. The only thing you should do is learn by not doing what he does. Indeed. Diane is working on her advanced reader's copy of Ivy Tran, Mall Detective, Food Court Detective, What same difference. Mm-hmm. And I all this did is remind me how bad I want to start getting advanced reader's copies of romance novels, but I just simply cannot figure out how to get them. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm out here trying. If anybody has any leads, please. It's all I've ever wanted in my life. Ever. Galley? Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if it works out. I'm try- I'm try- I really want them. I want them so bad. I did have a note in here that Ivy Tran, the book cover and everything, like everything about this book is so cute. Literally adorable, as it should be. It feels like the vision is really holding true to what Diane had been thinking of. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. yeah, and she says to Princess Carolyn that normally at this stage she hates everything she's ever written, and she's reading this book, and it's actually holding up. It's pretty good. Yes, it's it's doing really well. She likes it, and Princess Carolyn's like, cool, where's the sequel? And she's like, oh, no, 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 but I'm a grown-up writer. Yeah, get out of here, Diane. Like I thought we had decided that no. you could continue to write these. She wants to write about Eleanor Roosevelt. She has a stack of books about Eleanor Roosevelt and mm-hmm. wants to tell Princess Carolyn facts about her. And Princess Carolyn's very much like, interesting. Didn't even tell you what it was. And she's like, the thing that was interesting was that was you not telling me or something. I didn't want, like, yeah. I did not want to know. Mm-hmm. Yes, and she says that if you want to write books that people will actually read, get started on the sequel. A Tran for all seasons. To tr- Ivy to Tran. Yes. <laughs> well, and this is the thing, too, where it's like Princess Carolyn before didn't know that Diane could do fun. And so she was like, oh, yeah, sad's the new fun. But now that she knows, she's like, no, you will make me money by writing fun books that people will actually read. And I yes. will not hear otherwise. <laughs> yes, franchise potential. I mean, as it should. Mm-hmm. So Bojack also gets a call from his very good accountant, Gaz, who we saw a couple episodes back that we really liked, and mm-hmm. also his very good lawyer, Chaz. Chaz and Gaz. Yes. yes, they're both very good, and they both are like, yeah, so you just lost $5 million because of this wrongful death thing, but now you're also getting sued. Yeah, so the $5 million for Sarah Lynn's family will not kill you, but the $100 million that Xerox is suing you for because they don't like their branding being implicated in your untoward behavior in your Biscuits interview, it will ruin you. Yeah, and I don't really get... They're like, you very much do not have $100 million. And he's like, well, what, what's the next move then? And they're like, well, funny you should say move. But like, they don't seem to do anything. They're just like, well, I guess we owe $100 million. Like, did they already lose? No, because then the real estate agent comes in and is like, I sold your house. Yeah, I know, but presumably that was, like, to cover the cost of this Xerox thing. Like, it doesn't seem like they fought that charge at all. They were just like, yep. Yeah, I think they just were like, well, I guess we'll settle. Yeah, I guess so. $100 million is a lot. Yeah, it's a fair point, but maybe it was like, "Mm, everyone hates you. You're going to lose regardless. 
Yeah, why? Yeah, true. And maybe they did it off screen where the very good lawyer Jazz maybe handled it. It doesn't, that doesn't feel, I think you've noticed a plot hole here. So <laughs> RB Dub, if you're listening, which he's not, he only listened to the one episode, but yeah, surfs whatever. down, surfs down indeed, <laughs> RB Dub. But yeah, so he he's kicked out of his house instantly because it's been sold to a family with a child who is in a movie. They wanted to finalize the sale before the ink dried on the before they found out that the movie was filming in Saskatchewan. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's a human cow hybrid family living in his Mm -hmm. house now. Yeah. And basically, they're just like, you're out of here and go away before they notice that you live here. And I think they call him like Sylvester Stallion. Yes. (laughs) And yeah. And then they just like trick the family, push him at the door. And they're like, and by the way, here's your mail, including a letter from Hollyhock. Yeah. So he puts a letter in his jacket and he walks away and he's like, I do not know where to go. Todd and Maude move in with their duffel bags. And Todd is like, I'm going to call my mom. There's a good moment here, too, where he says, I got a promotion and my own apartment in the same day. And then Maude is like, I didn't know my boyfriend was butter. And he says, you're right. I am on a roll. And then when Jorge answers the phone, he makes the exact same joke. And it's incredible. Yeah, everyone just knows. If you say I'm butter, it means you're on a roll. <laughs> I'm butter. Like, wow, you're good. glad to hear you're on a roll. And coming from Jorge, it's even funnier. <laughs> yeah, because it's just like in BoJack universe, everybody <laughs> knows that if you say you're butter, it means you're on a roll. I like, yes. think there's lots of other places you can use butter, like yeah. any type of bread, first of all. <laughs> I think I do want to flag here. So Todd calls his mom, and there's this really subtle, understated little thing where as he's calling, he's holding Maud's hand, and he's just standing there holding her hand. And I just love that he's like, I need some support through this and I'm just going to have you here and you're going to kind of ground me through this hard thing I'm going to do and I just loved it so much I thought it was so sweet and wonderful I gotta tell you I didn't notice that it's so cute oh, I just love it they're a great couple I love them but yeah, yeah. I, you know I can't see <laughs> famously famously I cannot see but his mother cannot come to the phone because she is resting and Todd's like, listen, I have nothing to prove to her. Even if, if I did, I have a stable job and my own apartment now. So if I had something to prove to you, I would have proved it by now. Yes, exactly. And then he just like throws out this idea where he's like, I'm having a fancy dinner party tomorrow. So you should probably come. And Hori's like, yes, absolutely. We would love to. What can we bring? And he's like, two chairs. Because <laughs> they have nothing. They truly have nothing. Yes, literally nothing. And he's like, well, I guess we have to just throw this party together from literally nothing. Yeah, he turns to Maude and he's like, can we throw a fancy grown-up, like, sophisticated party? And she's like, eh, yeah, plus we can do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we end up back at Vim. Bojack is begging for work because, of course, he is broke and homeless. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll get you a small role on Birthday Dad as an extra. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, oh, I'm staying at a fancy hotel. And she's like, absolutely not. You will not be doing that. You have no money. And so he goes to stay with his good buddy, Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, she's she's literally like, no, you just told me you're broke and homeless. And he's like, who would mm-hmm. have me? And Mr. Peanut Butter's like, stay with me forever. Please never leave me. <laughs> yes, and then he's such a good host. Like in the morning, he's just making a ton of food and... He cooks breakfast, he did laundry, mm-hmm. um, but now they're running late and Bojack is going to have to go with him to set and he needs to eat on the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And <laughs> there's a good line from Mr. Peanut Butter too, where he finds the letter from Hollyhock when he's doing the laundry and he's like, 
maybe it's not her cutting you out of her life forever. Maybe it says, I got rid of my TV three months ago. What's new, Bojack? Yeah, as as if Bojack calls again, leaves another voicemail saying, I haven't read your letter yet, but I'm going to. It's nice to hear your voice on your voicemail. Like, let's see. And it's like, mm-hmm. Bojack. Read the letter. It's like, read read the letter. It's but All of this is really sad. Like, to find out that Bojack does have a sibling, even though she's much younger than him, Mm-hmm. And they have, like, it looks like they're really going to have a good relationship. And then it all falls apart because of Bojack's past actions is, mm-hmm. like, one of the more tragic storylines in Bojack, uh, yeah, in my agree. opinion. Like, not because I'm like, oh, Bojack should have a sister. But it's like, Bojack also, Hollyhock also loses a brother, right? And she did yeah. nothing wrong. She gets drugged. She gets into trouble. She has trouble in school. And she didn't do anything to deserve any of that. So it's just really sad. Yeah, she's some of the, I don't know, but the most tragic. But she's like some very tragic collateral damage that happens here where she just like happened to end up in his orbit because she was like, maybe you're my dad and he's not even. And she still gets very hurt by his actions. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Todd comes to Judah for advice on throwing a sophisticated party because he has no sophisticated friends or furniture. And Judah's like, I, are you, do you think I'm not sophisticated or do you think we're not friends? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not time for a classic Judah tantrum. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. I love it because Judah's like, of course, yeah, not, not time for that. Yeah, <laughs> not now. I'm sorry. Yeah, and two things. So one is that the tiny elephant that Todd is babysitting is maybe one of the cutest things the show has ever shown. But also, I love Judah being like, sounds like you need like a wacky scheme on short notice. So what would Todd do? Yeah, and he just literally is like, okay, well, uh, you could you know, use the Vim talent list for underemployed actors and say they've been hired for a site-specific theater piece, invite just enough real friends to lend an air of legitimacy, and then go to the birthday dad set to get furniture. That's what Todd would do. And Todd's like, you've done it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love all of the little babies are, like, just launched onto Judah. They love him so mm-hmm. much. It's so cute. Judah, I just love Judah. Yes. Truly, Judah could get it, let's be honest. <laughs> he does get it. Yeah, it turns out that I am not a furry, unlike some of our friends, because to me, <laughs> Judah is just simply the hottest character in Bojack. He is beautiful. <laughs> so, Miss Bojack is a dead soldier as an extra on Birthday Dad, and it's literally like hey look less at the camera look away from like it's like no but we can't they can't know it's you like stop it mm-hmm. yeah they have him fully turn away and he's like i can't breathe and they're like yeah that's fine i love the idea that he thought he was gonna get sent pages for this mm-hmm. yeah and mr peanut butter is just going all in on this where he's like war like and for what it's like maybe i'm just a crazy old birthday person but i think war is bad you know the show's really saying something Changing hearts and minds. Exactly. So after Bojack's done, he's like, cool, like, let's get out of here. Do you want to get dinner? And Mr. Peanutbutter's like, I have way more work to do. And then also Todd is having a fancy party. And Bojack is sad that he wasn't invited to the fancy party. Yeah. So that's not great. Why would Todd invite Bojack anywhere at this point? Yeah. It's not good. I mean, I guess their most recent interactions have been positive i'm pretty sure their last interaction was todd saying call me when new bojack is back 
Yes, exactly. And then like that wouldn't have improved when he saw the yeah. interview. Like Right. So like you and Todd are not in the place where mm-hmm. like you would be invited to his party, so stop it. Yeah, you certainly shouldn't assume. Bojack once again cannot read Hollyhock's letter and he calls Vance, who yes. takes him out to the diner. Todd gets furniture delivered and lets the actors know that they are allowed to say three things at the party. One, I actually think smartphones are making us less connected. What an incredible take. Yeah, that's <laughs> politics for you. And what was the third one again? Sir, you cannot remove your shoes inside this Applebee's. Yeah, I, that one's the funniest one. To me. <laughs> They're all great, but that one's very good. <laughs> well, because the other two, like, you could totally see just, like, very pretentious people who don't know what they're talking about just like dropping those two uh, to like Definitely. pretend but no why didn't anyone say the other one outside of an applebee's like no mm-hmm. <laughs> at the party mr peanut butter has brought all of pickle's favorite alcoholic energy drink because he doesn't need it anymore called ass jolt <laughs> yeah i couldn't bring it bring myself to write it down i was like oh that's yeah. horrendous yeah, it's very bad. Yep. I mean, it's essentially probably just Four Loco. Have we talked about Four Loco on this show before? I feel like we have. Yes, because we Princess Carolyn <laughs> brings Bojack the Four Locos. Mm-hmm. 16 Locos. The, 16, the Four Four Locos. Certainly mm-hmm. too many Locos for any one man. Yes, agreed. But this is very cute stuff from Judah. Judah just uh, batting a thousand here or whatever. He brought two <laughs> very thoughtful gifts. Princess Carolyn didn't bring a gift, and it is like, we'll just say that these two are from both of us. I love him. He's so good. And at first he's like, oh, like, which one would you like to be from you? A sourdough starter or a haiku on a grain of rice suspended in a jar or something? And he's like, you know what? Let's just say they're both from both of us. Yeah, the rice one, I'll admit, a little weird. I think he might yes. be a hipster. No way. <laughs> mm, just Maybe. Maybe, yes. Back at the diner, Bojack is with Vance. Vance sees the letter and Bojack expresses that he's too scared to open it because as long as he doesn't open it, Hollyhock is still in his life. And Vance is like, yeah, it's good to have people to remind you of why you're sober. Like, that's who my daughter is for me, which, like, in theory is, like, a nice thing to say. But in practice, it's like, Vance, you are a piece of shit. Go away. And also leave your daughter alone. Yes, exactly. And he also gets a sandwich with a drop dead note in it. It has a drop dead note in it and also is covered in saliva. Like, it's, like, fully been spat all over. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it was made special for you. Yeah, it's really gross. Bojack's like, uh, do I have a horn? Like, people are looking at me like a freak. And Vance is like, wow, you're the ugliest unicorn I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, joke back and forth, like, really stupid jokes until they're like, haha, the horny unicorn. Yeah, and this sounds like such a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh yeah, we will make the movie, Vance will direct, Bojack will be the titular unicorn, but it's like, oh, what, you think I like having to jerk off my horn every 20 minutes so I don't, like, just mm-hmm. rainbow? Like, it's so weird. It's, like, very dumb. I feel like it's the equivalent of that stupid sausage party movie. Yeah, or it's just like, yeah, they're like, oh, we'd love to see people who are, like, brave enough to say the things that polite society won't say and Stop it's like it. oh my god like no one good has ever said anything do like you know that. how many people are bravely saying the things that society <laughs> won't say there's a thousand fucking idiots on twitter every day mm-hmm. saying those things and they're not smart they're not brave they're stupid heroes every one of them <laughs> truly i don't know how many times i have to say it but it's so much easier to just shut up 
Yep. <laughs> Truly. But Vance, like, no, like, this is, like, yeah, obviously people don't want to see you in Secretariat or, like, raising orphans. But if you're a rude character, that is how you can get adoration back and get mm-hmm. back into society. And Bojack is kind of like, I don't know if this is the right idea. But Vance is like, listen, I know you need the money. And when are you going to stop punishing yourself? Yeah. Stop it. He's saying all the right things for Bojack in this moment, though, or Bojack's just like, yeah, that does sound good. And like, yeah, the unicorn is just misunderstood. Yeah, Bojack doesn't punish himself. Yeah, no. Bojack only accepts punishment when, like, society forces him to. So mm-hmm. it's just such bullshit. Yeah. Back in Chicago, Diana's looking for her advanced reader's copy of her book, but Sunny doesn't know where it is because it's a book for girl babies and losers. Girl losers. Yeah. It's like, girls can be losers without specifying a gender. Oh, my God. So, you know what? Feminism. Yes. <laughs> and Diane's like, I, it, let me know if you've seen it. Like, I really need to get the revisions into my publisher. And he's like, sounds like a you problem. Mm-hmm. Being a real brat. I love Sunny. Mm-hmm. I just love, I love the way he carries himself. I love his, like, tough guy act. I, yes. I love everything about him. Yeah, this episode in particular, very good for him. So, Budget and Vance try to go to Todd's party with a plant, but they are not allowed in because they weren't invited. And Todd is like, you can't come. I can't risk anything happening at this party. My I haven't seen my mom in 10 years and she's coming, like you can't be here and Bojack's like what do you think's gonna happen and Todd's like I don't know but like stuff always happens when you're here and you're always dealing with your own stuff like get out of here yeah it's usually I've been cool because you're like dealing with your own shit but not tonight and I really like this from Todd where he's setting a very clear boundary he's like don't make me kick you out but he's prepared to yeah Vance drops the plant on the ground so now they left a mess outside of the nice fancy apartment so great job Vance and Bojack Yes. Yeah. Not good. And Todd's just like, ugh, like some, something already has happened. I mean, and this is where Bojack starts questioning, like, oh, my God, I've made mistakes. But, like, does that mean I have to go away forever? Like, I don't understand. Vance is like, now you're going to find out who your real friends are. And you can leave all the people behind who can't stop seeing you for your past mistakes. We'll make the horny unicorn. It'll make a billion dollars. and It'll drive all those people crazy. And it's like, yeah. oh, my God. No one is saying you have to go away forever, but maybe you don't need to be in the public eye when everyone knows about all the harm you've done. Go do a mm-hmm. different job. Like, it's like what Grace was saying. Like, yeah. just go do something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and this is like a... I found it to be very noteworthy, this line from him, where he's like, you think you owe them something because they tolerated you and you're at your worst, but, like, you don't owe them anything. You can just drop these people. And, like... Sure. I think that probably for some people, there are some toxic people that they do need to cut out of their lives after they change things. But also the way that he is framing this is just so toxic and bad where he's just like, eh, you don't owe them anything. Like, we're going to go stick it to all those people who didn't believe in you. Well, yeah, he's he's being like, oh, yeah, let's cut out the good people that stuck by you, not like the bad influences. Like, excuse me? Mm hmm. No, that's not how that works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, not great. No, I got. Would listen. I don't think it's a hot take to say that Vance Wagner sucks. Yes, it's absolutely not. <laughs> so, Vance gets a text from his daughter and is like, "Oh, my daughter's in trouble. We have to go to UCLA." Bojack's like, "I can't go to a college campus right now," and he's like, 
too bad. We got to go. My daughter's the one thing that keeps me sober. And I've been here for you when you needed me. And it's like, have you been there for him? Or have you been there for five minutes? That's exactly right. Five minutes. Yeah. He's like, I've always been there, like, so manipulative. And Bojack is correct. He should not be going to a college campus. And he shouldn't just, like, wander over there. And Vance just manipulates him into it. And he's like, yeah, I guess. All right. He's like, yeah, I'm in. Or as the horny unicorn would say, am I in? Oh, no. Disgusting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely disgusting. Mm -hmm. I find, I don't know why, the concept of like a joke in a movie, or I guess if it happened in real life, of someone being like, is it in? Is like the most embarrassing thing I can think of. Yeah. I feel, I like, I mean, listen. I don't have a penis. I can't, I can't speak for that experience. But I feel like you would very definitively know if it were, in fact, in. <laughs> I can't pursue this. I just think you would know. That's all I'm saying. That's all I have to say. I, I don't have anything else to say on the matter. I just think you would know. Yeah, I have to think so. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> also, Vance says that the plant they brought was only $30. And I feel like that was a very nice plant and pot for $30. I agree. Often just the pot is $30. A plant that size would be like $100. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess those LA plants are good value. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flying off the shelves. Exactly. So back in Chicago, Diane is now playing Sunny's video game, which I think is very cute. I do too. I love that this whole scene where she's like trying to play his video game and he confesses to reading her book. Yes. He brings her the advanced copy of her book and is like, I wasn't going to say that I was reading it in front of my friends, but, like, it's unrealistic. Like, you say that she is in Chicago, but she's not in Chicago. She's in Schaumburg. It's mm-hmm. not Chicago. Yes. Yeah, and there's some really cute stuff here that felt to me very teenagery in a good way, where he's like, so, like, I, I don't know, I really think girls will like it, probably. But, like, is it real that, like, someone can be disappointed in you and still be your best friend? <laughs> like, She's like, well, the, uh, the book is fake. But, like, yeah, that could, that could happen. And like, I know it's fake, but, like, but like could it? it felt real. Like, it felt real. And then he's like, yeah, I think girls will like your book, especially girls with, like, low self-esteem or whatever. Yes. So cute. It's just such a sweet interaction between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, well, uh, so like, when's the next one coming out? And she's like, well, if I start now, like, it could come out by next, like, fall. And he's like, <gasps> like, he loves it. And he's like, oh, you have to do. And then she, like, starts playing the video game again. And it's, like, just, it's very sweet. And I like it a lot. They've come a long way from her telling him that his parents hate each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And I love that he's the one who kind of very gently without even realizing it is the reason that she's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to write the next one. Like, I'm seeing how this is playing out with an actual teen. And he has shown her that he thinks he believes in it. And he's like a tough crowd. So well, yeah, like, it's, it's very obvious that reading this book has had like a really important impact on this very angsty teenage boy. Mm-hmm. And so then she's like, oh, wow, like this work actually does like help people. Mm-hmm. And it's well handled too, where he's like, "Yeah, I mean, if you like need me to read it for more mistakes next time, like I, I love this. It's a great dynamic. It's cute. Yeah, very very cute. Love to see it. Mm-hmm. Super super good. So then we go back to the college. Mm-hmm. I don't care for this. Vance is yelling <laughs> at his daughter. 
Jagger. Yeah, and he's mad at her because she liked a picture, an Instagram photo of her mother and her new boyfriend. And according to the like separation agreement or something, she gets five likes on his account and five on her mother's. And it sounds like this child has been very much brought into her parents' bullshit. Yeah, this is the sixth like. Mm -hmm. So obviously that's unacceptable. So her father had to come in the middle of the night to her college campus and get upset with her. Mm-hmm. And scream at her. Jagger is voiced by Samantha B. I don't know if we touched on this in Bojack the Feminist. I feel like we didn't. I don't think so. But yeah, she was in the movie Sisters. She's in the movie The Love Guru. She has, it's called Full Frontal with Samantha B, which is like her series, which I've never mm-hmm. watched. Never um, watched it, but I have heard of it. Very lengthy career. A woman whose yes. face I would not recognize. <laughs> but that's like most women's faces. and men everyone (laughs) it's it's people humans but vance is like getting really upset with her and then it's like and also your spawn con for l'oreal seemed disingenuous (laughs) and that like really hits her where it hurts yeah she hates this and at the same time bojack is like oh my god like is there a better way to draw unwanted attention to myself than by having this man screaming up at his daughter like this is not good and then there's this guy that comes over and it's just like oh man like i love how you're pushing back against the patriarchy this and male gaze that and it's like oh god and bojack's like no i'm not doing that and he's like Mm -hmm. oh yeah whatever but like you know there's a lot of guys back at the frat house that like really love what you're doing and you know this is a safe space and Mm -hmm. so Bojack is like, oh, well, I'm feeling accepted now, and I've been feeling so much hatred lately. This is appealing to me. Yeah, and he says, there's a bunch of guys at the frat house to be super stoked to meet you. And he's like, they'd be stoked? Like, you can just hear the, like, oh, he's definitely going to do this. Well, and and that's the thing. Bojack wants positive attention. It's all he's ever wanted, and it's a core reason (laughs) why he ends up doing, like, so much of the fucked up stuff that he does. Yep. Out of, like, a search and a yearning for acceptance. Doesn't yep. make any of it okay, but it just provides some context to why he makes a lot of his bad choices. Yeah, for sure. And so Vance is like, ugh, my daughter sucks, let's go. And Bojack's like, oh, let's make one more stop. Yeah, he's like, it's surprising that she sucks because I did such a great job raising her. Like, Shut mm, up, Vance, you. you've done nothing. <laughs> Seems like you did nothing um, good. So before we get the final scene of the episode, we do go back to Todd's party, which I fully forgot about, or I would have said this earlier. But <laughs> yeah, <me too. laughs> Jorge calls, lets Todd know that he and his and Todd's mother will not be attending. His mother's still recovering from her surgery. Thank you for the invitation. Like, I'm so sorry we couldn't make it. And Todd's like, I'm really trying here. I'm trying to connect mm-hmm. with my, my mom. And Jorge's like, just keep trying. Please keep trying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at this point, just to lighten things up a little bit, we have seen multiple people talking to Mr. Peanut Butter being like, I really think that smartphones are making us less connected. And then he drops that line on Todd. (laughs) I mean, very Mr. Peanut Butter. Very, very Mr. Peanut Butter. I don't think it's Todd's responsibility to keep trying. I don't think so either. I think that he has tried and now the ball is back in her court and she's got to be the one now. Like, she's the one who kicked him out. Mm-hmm. She never reached out for 10 years. Yeah. Like, you're the parent. He gave her his kidney. <laughs> like, figure it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, it's it's not good. And I don't love that of like, just keep trying over and over again. And it's like, good for Todd that he is trying. But like, I don't know that that's fair to be like, it's got to all be on you. No, he's the child. He's the child in the relationship and he's the wronged party. So I actually don't think he needs to keep trying. Yeah, what more does he need to do? He gave her a kidney. She can reach out and say thank you at least. He gave a kidney. Thank you, I'm alive. He's calling. He's sending updates on his life. It seems like him and Jorge after the kidney situation are at least closer now. So like Mm -hmm. he's shown he's open to the relationship. He's given every opportunity. They have his number. Todd's mom, use it. Use the number. This is, like That's this right. is not I, I Todd's done his his due diligence. He does not have to do anything else. He's gone yeah. above and beyond. I agree. I just I feel like there's this like pers like societal perception of like, oh, if you are estranged from someone or if your family doesn't always get along, that it's like this canyon that has to be bridged and Mm -hmm. it is no matter whose fault it is or no matter what's wrong just because someone's your blood that you have to work things out and you have to have a good relationship and you have to make it better no you fucking don't yeah (laughs) if like if someone has traumatized you or if someone has like wronged you you don't actually have to forgive them you don't have to Mm -hmm. let them back in your life and it is totally fair to not continue to try like Mm -hmm. I, I just think yeah. it's so damaging when people are like, oh, well, but, like, you have to fix it because, like, they're your family. And it's like, well, no, that's, like, why I feel pressured to fix it. But that doesn't mean uh, that I have to do it, actually. So get banned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think we've talked about that in other episodes, probably. But I think I agree with you so much where it's, like, this is such a toxic thing that I think puts people in situations that probably continue to just re-traumatize them and puts them through things that they don't need to go through just because it's like, well, they're your family. It's like, well, like, really, they're just another person. And it's like, it's a giant cosmic coincidence that they are related to you. And that actually doesn't mean anything. If that person is horrible to you and you're not getting anything good out of it, you don't actually need to keep them in your life just because they're related to you. So let's dismantle that idea. Absolutely. And it might feel a little bit uncomfortable at first. But that's just because you've been told forever that it has to be a certain way. But I'm here to tell you that that way isn't that is not real. And you actually don't Mm -hmm. have to. Like if someone is making your life worse, they don't have to be in your life. It doesn't matter how they came to be in it in the first place. That's right. I think we're both big believers in the idea of choosing your family. I mean, the people you choose, I think, say a lot more than the people you randomly end (laughs) up with. Exactly. Okay, so anyways, back to the stupid frat house where Bojack has gone to a frat house. Like, an idiot. What are you doing? Why are you putting yourself in this situation full of alcohol and underage girls after everything Mm -hmm. that has happened? Like, he's learned he is so desiring of being loved and appreciated no matter what he does that he is willing to just be so stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there are people taking pictures of him, and he's like, oh, wait, I said no pictures. Like, I'm not supposed to be here. Don't take pictures of me. It's like, of course people are taking pictures of you. You did this dumb thing. Like, why are you here? Like, literally, this is going to be on TMZ tomorrow. Like, mm-hmm. this is do, you should not be doing this. Yeah, that's bad. Idiot. It's real bad. Yep. Vance leaves him there because he's going to escort a girl back to her dorm because there's creeps out there. You are the creep, Vance. You are the creep. Yeah, he's the creep. And also Bojack says, you're supposed to be my sponsor. Like, you can't just leave me at this party. He's like, well, see ya. He's like, what? I have to be with you all the time? Ha ha ha. Mm-hmm. Like, 
Uh, no, but you could at least be with him at this time. Yeah. Yeah, and then he tries Hollyhock again, and it's sad. Yeah, she, once again, her number has now been disconnected. Mm-hmm. Hollyhock showing a great example of how you don't have to keep people in your life if they are damaging to you. Yes. She tried, she made a great effort, and then she was like, yep, no, I'm good. And then she set a very clear boundary. He was violating it, and so she changed her number. And she even sent him a letter to explain, and we don't ever see exactly what is said, but he reads the letter, he drops the letter on the ground. That, combined with the phone being disconnected, very, Mm -hmm. very clear that she is like, do not contact me ever. Like, if I'm up to contacting you, I will do it. But, like, leave me alone. Yeah. And good for her. Hard for Bojack, but good for her. So sad. So Bojack Mm -hmm. goes back into the party. We see, like, the party moving around, people taking pictures of him again. And the end of the episode, he has a bottle of beer in his hand and he looks at it and... It's not clear whether he's been drinking it or not, but he definitely has a beer in his hand. Yeah, this is definitely a progression toward no longer maintaining his sobriety. Yeah, not good, everybody. Not good. Not good. Not good. Oh, Lord. Anyways, that's the episode. Thanks. I hate it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. We have a lot of feedback. Well, yeah, Uh, we put a disclaimer on our episodes. Yes, and I think that none of it is about this episode specifically, but maybe it is. Oh, well, do we have any for the ones that we've already recorded? (laughs) Yes. So, first of all, this one, most of them are from Sarah. (laughs) Sarah was like, oh, better start watching the rest of BoJack. Mm -hmm. We have an overall question that we can do from Ritz, but we'll do that at the end. Sarah wrote in about episode 11, which was last two weeks ago. <laughs> I feel like life got in the way and I may be further behind than I intended, but ugh, when Bojack does that monologue to the audience, I feel like he's talking right to us. I think that's when they're at the play that wasn't a play. I don't remember. <laughs> Me either. I was hoping you would. It's fine. Episode 12, which was last week that's with it. Grace. Classic Bojack can never quit when he's ahead. Now the high he is chasing is approval, but maybe that's always been the high he's been chasing. Yeah, he's always wanted approval, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I think we talked about that quite a bit here. We're just like how destructive that is, how he just needs that validation. Oh, this one is from this episode. (laughs) Oh, perfect. Look at that. I love the Todd storyline this season. I would love to watch just the 30 minutes of his journey into self-actualization. I love Todd. I would love to get like a recut of Bojack with more Todd. Yes. <laughs> I think that's all about the stuff that we have recorded from Sarah. But Amazing. then we also have one from Emily. Emily! I've been binging your podcast in a desperate attempt to catch up before you finish the series. I'm on surprise, but you are rapidly approaching the end. And after listening to the sheer quantity of times over the dozens of episodes I've listened to, you say Bojack and Diane, and I need to know if you've ever noticed the resemblance to the song Jack and Diane by John Mellencamp. (laughs) Really makes you think. Really makes you think. I have truly never considered that. Me either. My mom hates that song for no reason and can't articulate why she hates it, but she doesn't like it. I really do. You really like the song? Yeah, I like the song. I think it's fine. She hates it. I think it's fine. Emily also says, thank you for filling the void of people who understand this dumb, brilliant, tragic, hilarious horse show the way I do. I cannot count the number of times I've seen it XOXO. Well, I can count. And 
I am sorry that you've seen it so many times. It's hurt. It's hurtful and harmful. It's bad. It's bad. Erica wrote in and said, I was just listening to your June 7th release, and I just had to share that June bugs are a huge problem in Quebec, too. I have lived in Quebec my whole life. June bugs are the grossest, most evil creatures ever. They come out every year here and ruin everyone's outdoor time for a solid month. Second, thank you for mentioning the Canadian house hippo. I totally wished it was real when I was a kid because he's so cute in the commercial. Also, I feel like we just had some crazy Canadian PSAs airing back in the day. Just needed to write in because those two Canadian things were so relatable. Also, very good episode this week. (laughs) We're just relatable Canadians, baby. (laughs) Yes. And then lastly, Kaylee says, hey, oh, horse mothers. No. (laughs) No, no. I know it'll be a while until you see this slash I hear it, but in the most recent episode, as of this day, my birthday, the most recent episode is good damage. Anyway, I hope this gets in before you guys record sunk cost and all that. Sorry, we already did it. Which is one of my all-time favorite episodes. As a theater major, the cast party stuff is so accurate. Theater kids are two things. One lame and two horny. Love the show. Bye. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. And we have a new review. What? Yeah, it is from Great Britain. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yes, it says five stars. Is this podcast a beloved world doll novel about foxes? Because it is absolutely fantastic. That really made me laugh. Kirsten and Lindsay, you are the masters of spontaneous witticisms. Your recaps of jokes and details from the show that I'd forgotten about regularly make me smile. And I love the energy you bring to the pod. So love that. Wow. Sorry, I wasn't I was just gonna like wrap it up there because I didn't want to be too self-congratulatory, but it ends in a very funny way. <laughs> okay. It says sending a reflective blimp load of love from the UK. PS sorry about colonialism. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alfie. I really hope that you are Alfie Allen, Lily Allen's brother that the song Alfie is about. I have to assume so. There how could there be more than one Alfie? <laughs> I loved you oh, on Game God. of Thrones. <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else? I think that is it. I tweeted, but I I don't think I got anything. But we'll be recording again in a couple of days, so we can just go over Twitter then. But yes, very very excited because the person behind Bojack Hidden Jokes will be joining us next week to talk about. Season 6, episode 14. Very exciting stuff. Great episode. Can't wait. But in the meantime, you can catch Lindsay and I all over the internet. You can follow Lindsay with the podcast of tomorrow, a Futurama podcast, as well as The Simpsons Then and Now is still there. It didn't go anywhere, so calm down. <laughs> and if you want to hear more from me, you can follow me everywhere at Kirsten Said What, including twitch.tv slash Kirsten Said What. And you can catch me podcasting about Riverdale every week on Kowski Cast, that's cow with a K, as well as talking about pop culture, celebrity gossip, and trending topics on Mess Magnets with Sasha Joseph. Again, we are, by the time this comes out, we will have recorded all of BoJack, so you will not be able to send any more feedback, but if you want to send any, like, post-season, like, whole picture stuff, you can send it to bojackhorsepod at gmail.com or tweet us at bojackhorsepod, and those would be the best ways to get that in because after we let this show sit a little bit, we will definitely go back and do some retrospective stuff, but we will be back next week for season six, episode 14 of Bojack, Angela. We'll see you then. Bye.